Hey guys, welcome to another episode. My name is Chris, and today I'm interviewing James Day, an Australian wedding photographer, whom I met in Raglan at a photography workshop in 2019 called Down to Photo. In today's episode, we discuss family life, delve into James's specific pricing structure and process for inquiries. We also explore his lighting methods, including the kind of off-camera lights he uses. Some really interesting stuff there, as well as some other gear nerdery. If you're not familiar with James, click the Instagram link in the description and just see how epic his work is and uh, you'll understand why I wanted to get him on the podcast. In addition, we discuss strategies for managing like ADHD while running a business, utilizing studio management software. Um, honestly, there's just so much gold in this episode. So next week, I have two more interviews with a couple of my favorite photographers who use film for weddings as well as street photography and fashion work. If you're interested in seeing these interviews, subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channels and help us get this project off the ground. For now, let's get into this episode with James Day. I'm in, I'm in our um, spare room, basically. Oh, yeah, sweet. Dodgy. How you been, bro? Uh, be- I've had three weddings this weekend, so Shit. I'm like... But as in like Friday, first, Saturday, Sunday. I did, I did Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday. So I had Saturday off in between. Right. Okay. Um. So yeah, it was pretty crazy. Yeah. Anyway, how have you been? I'm alright. Hey, I'm alright. I mean, end of wedding season now, so like, I don't really have a lot going on. Um, I I don't have any more weddings for like two months. Is that, so is I'm just like nice editing feeling? them. Uh yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't know, because I only do weddings, obviously. Yeah. I don't do like commercial or anything. Yeah. Are you doing, you're doing only weddings, eh? Yeah. Like I'll say yes to the very occasional something different. So, but it's 99.8 probably percent of what I do, but it's. Yeah. 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 So basically with weddings, the slow, I'm like, cool. So where's my value in life? Where's my place? (laughs) It's a part of your mental life. No, yeah, not quite, but yeah. And family's good. Yeah, yeah. Little Jake's nearly well, he'll be five in September. And then we got yeah, um, Max, who will be two in August. So yeah, yeah. My daughter's like seventeen, and I still think what that. you have a seventeen-year-old daughter. Yeah, bro, it's you're crazy. not old enough. I have three teenagers. It's messed up. How old are you? Hundred. I'm okay. forty this year. <laughs> yeah, how old? Are you? You're in your thirties, do I? Thirty-eight. So you got yeah, you yeah. had kids young. Yeah, real young. Wow. Yeah. But um I found uh the funny one the first so when I was doing some research, because I only know you I don't really follow other wedding photographers yeah. at all. And Good I idea. know you because I met you on at Down to Photo. And I just thought you were fucking rad and like a normal dude and like heaps of photographer that was the only workshop I've ever been to. I've never been to another one before that. Yeah, or I remember after. you saying. Yeah, and I really went because I, it sounded like it would just be a sick time. Which it was. Dude, I'm yeah. normally like kind of, you know, introverted in some ways and like... Everybody was, but not I, that night. But I don't <laughs> I don't usually even drink. And yeah, then yeah. here I am basically dressed as Doing a drag shoeies. queen and who knows what that night. Yeah. Um, no, that was a yeah. sweet party. But I actually did pick up a couple of things from you um about like how you interact with couples and how you get to know them on the day and all that kind of shit and that is i mean you probably don't know my business but i'm all about that now um and yeah i don't know i just 
that I feel I think you know that whole kind of vibe that you do is it's it's all like the way you run your business is all about that right like getting to know your clients more yeah like, absolutely i think it, yeah. it makes our jobs easier like you know talking about people being lazy i think actually putting in some effort to get to know the people ends up yeah. making your job easier later so yeah and i think it has a good outcome on the actual end result like the photos are better you know yeah yeah if they're more comfortable with you oh totally totally yeah you've got to do you just People like to be seen. Does that make yeah. sense? Do you know what I mean? And if you can actually just take a moment to just be like, cool, let me actually see you rather than yeah. just turning up on the wedding day and just projecting who you think they should be. Yeah. A bride and a groom or a groom and a groom or a bride and a bride. Like, just, yeah. Like, and letting they people are. be who they are, right? Yeah, and finding out who they are and, and, and bringing yeah. that out too, right? Like, if you've got an understanding of who they are on the other dates, then for me, I'm not... I'm not that keen on this concept of like people pretending to be, you know, this bride or groom or whatever. Like yeah. I prefer for the photos to tell the story of who they are on every other day than who they were on one day. Yeah. So sometimes you've got to give That's a really to good way be to put that. it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Cause I feel like a lot of photographers try and make them make the couples look like they think they should be according to like their brand or whatever. And I just think it's the wrong way to go, but I mean, what do I know? But, um, and obviously for, for different couples, it's easier to do that than yeah. for some other couples. Like some couples, you, you definitely feel like they just want you to tell them what to do on the day. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas some couples, they're obviously more open to just, just being their natural selves. And so, you know, like, I, I guess why I say that, and even just having this idea in my mind that you're, you've, Got an idea of who I was a few years ago. Mm. Um, I reckon my business is probably completely different. I think I'm probably is a it? different person. Yeah. And it's like, and people have this idea of who you are from, um, you know, one wedding. You could be, you might be completely different for the next wedding because you kind of yeah. need to be based off what the couple needs. So, yeah, I find that idea really strange where, like, even listening to the podcast where you're talking about me, I was like, oh, yeah, James does this. And I'm like, it's like, I, I, kind of did once yeah yeah is that when we were talking about how you were like meeting people without them even knowing your price yeah so that's yeah. completely changed yeah right so did you I, just you change it because you found it too hard or what why did you change that no it's in well you could simplify it to that um yeah. but i think um if you want to launch into a bigger conversation around it yeah definitely. um look i think firstly um just sort of saying, look, you should do this or should do that. It doesn't quite work like that in the real world. Because obviously you guys mentioned, you know, that people have their own strengths and, you know, people have different businesses. So, you know, you sort of want to work out what works for you. So, you know, with this whole idea of at what point do you raise prices, right? Like when I say raise prices, as in like talk pricing with a couple. Mm -hmm. Is it on your website? Is it in an email? Is it in person? Firstly, I think people want to decide, um, how they can best communicate the value. And if you feel like you can best communicate your value on your website, you'd be crazy to hold off. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Put your best foot forward and go. Yeah. If you feel like you are wonderful at engaging in you know, meaningful emails, then you'd be crazy not to have it there. And if you yeah. think that you're actually best communicating value when you're chatting to someone and you can show an interest in them, um, and then 
have both parties in front in front of you? Because that was one of the things for me. I, I, I felt like there was, I think I said this, sent this to you in a message the other day, but I felt like there was three different kinds of people who I'd be meeting with. There was the ones who I might have photographed their best friend's wedding 10 years ago. For the mm-hmm. last 10 years, they just decided, when I get married one day, I think I'll have James photograph it. Then there's the couples who might have come to you, recommended from a venue maybe, and they're like, um, there's like a little bit of trust there because it's like the venues recommended you, but yeah. it might've just been once again, like one party is like familiar with you maybe, but that's what, I guess what I'm trying to say is sometimes if it's just one party who's familiar with you, if you've just got pricing on your website and they're comparing you with a few, few different people, then potentially the other party who's not familiar with you is just going to be like, why would we spend that extra money? And if you can't communicate that, um, effectively through your website and you've got yeah. no chance to you know, answer questions, essentially just communicate value, then um, they're not going to hire you. And then you've yeah. obviously got the kind of client who is just, you know, as I said, they're just going to hire you anyway because you did an awesome job with their friend's wedding and the partner doesn't have a say in it. Yeah. And then you might have another kind of client who is just window shopping. Look, you're probably not going to hire, like if your price is not the thing that you're competing on, then you're probably not going to book that third kind of party anyway. The so, price shoppers. So my job is to go, all right, I, if if I'm looking for more bookings, if I'm at a point where I'm like, cool, I need a few more bookings, then I know I'm always going to get that first category where they're, they're both involved, they're both keen, they're just going to book anyway. That setting, second category though, where the second person needs to be, I guess, brought over the line, then that's best done in person when the three of us are chatting. Yeah. And that that's sometimes a difference and can mean I just book a few more weddings. I might have to do a bit more admin, like you discussed the other day. Um, but where I'm at at the moment, I'm not actually trying to book a lot of weddings. So I'm right. like, look, I, I'm happy to lose a few. And I do want less admin. Yeah. So I see putting price out there like a tap. Like if you're just wanting to, you know, fill that bucket super quick, then put, put it all out there, you know, sort of... We'll, Maybe don't put price out there, right? So people yeah. are like, we're going to just get in touch and find out. And then everyone gets in touch. Yeah. Within reason. You'll, yeah. you'll annoy a few people who are just looking for price. Um, but yeah, if you just put your price out there, then you're probably going to get a few less inquiries, but you will also miss some that mm. probably would have booked you if you met them and they went, oh, I can see the difference. Yeah. So do you have your you have your price on your website now? No, no I have my price in email. So I'm going like halfway. Okay. In yeah, between. yeah. So, um, will I add it to my email? Probably. I'm trying to decide what I want next year to look a bit more like, like, I think I'm wanting to scale it back considerably for next year. Yeah. And so I think that it probably will go on the website in the next month or two. Um, but we'll see. Do you have, is there a reason, how many weddings are you doing like per season roughly now? You know, (laughs) this is such a funny (laughs) question because it's like, what even like once upon a time I just would have said thirty five, yeah, and then I, and that's what typically was happening. I'd end up booking a few more than that last yeah. minute ones kind of thing, and then COVID completely oh. smushed everything from nothing to everything, yeah. And then In like two months, and then this year I'm back to that sort of thirty five. I'm probably going to end up at forty for the year for yeah, this year. Right. From like June to June kind of thing. That's what I, I call just the go, season. I just go, I'm the only one who does this, but I just go January to December for whatever right, reason. Okay. 
but there's 30 something, 37 or so probably at this point for yeah. this year. And then um, the next year, I think I've only got like 12 or something booked. And I'm like, 12, oh, right, yeah. do I want, do I want? So that's from January to, to December next year. So I'm like, yeah, oh, okay. do I want more than that? Like, as in, do I want more than maybe 20 next year? I'm maybe leaning towards no. Yeah. So I may as well just keep the admin really simple. Yeah. And is that, are you, are you, do you want to do less just because you, like, do you have something else on the go or? I just... want to. I want to have something else on the go. Oh, I do. Can you talk about it? I, I can, but I wouldn't know what to tell you because oh, you don't know like, what it is yet. You no. just want something different. Yeah, right. Well, okay. I want, I want to, because obviously through COVID, realize like how risky it is just to have one sort of income stream. Yeah, man. Yeah, YouTube so, saved my ass awesome. having that like side income. Yeah, yeah. man, yeah. that kept me out of the negative. You know, look. Luckily, we thanks to a good mate. Jonathan Ware, guy from Hobart, Tasmania. I don't know if you know him. Yeah, I don't know. I know yeah. the area, but I yeah, don't know him. Yeah. Um, luckily, many years ago, he told me about you know, a, a way of like the way he split up his um, payments from clients. Right. And luckily that saved our ass because we still have money coming in even when like they were third, jobs. third, third thing? Well, the way he does it is slightly differently, but um, what I do is like a two grand deposit, two grand six months out from the wedding, and then the remainder the month before. So that means okay. that clients who were still planning for their weddings to be, you know, coming up, you know, in 2021, say, if people were being optimistic, they were still paying those those payments. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think that we've, yeah. there's been some discussion about that in our group over here lately about people changing, like a friend, Mike, he does like third, third, third. So pretty much, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, but because you'd be charging quite a bit more, I would imagine. Um, we don't have to go into your prices, but I know you're proper expensive. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I, I'm not actually sure if that's true. I feel oh, like. Oh, really? Because, well, firstly, I don't know what other people charge, and that, that's, I should probably know, I should probably ask some people. I think it's kind of irrelevant at some point. Yeah, but so, so I don't know if I'm expensive, and I'm happy to share what I currently charge, and it's just, I start my pricing at 5200 for six hours. It's as simple as that. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I add 500 bucks per hour for every hour after. So that's what, right. it, that's where I'm currently at. But, so you don't have, um, you don't, okay, that's really interesting. So you don't have like packages, you just have like a starting and then they choose how many hours they want. Yeah. We work it out so a month before. 5200 and then a fi- and then $500 per hour. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm currently doing. But yeah, I mean, that's definitely high end pricing, but it's not like, it's not like out the gate. I like, look, I love the people who hire me at that price point. Yeah. I think that's I've, the thing. Yeah. But the clients are always fucking just rad. Like... And it's like valued enough that they really want you to be there and they want you to just turn up and like do your shit. Like you don't get like photo lists or anything like that, right? Um, I'm, so interestingly, I have no problem with photo lists. Don't you? You know. What do you zero. mean? What do you, when I say photo yeah, lists, what sure. are you thinking though? Ones that are customized by them, not just like yeah. a list from, from the internet. Um, but yeah. no, I work with all my couples to work out what's super important. And like basically I have a questionnaire that yeah. I get lists of the things that are important and the people who are important because I think that... Um, but what about like creative shots though? No. Yeah. No, so that's we're, what we'd I be mean. on the same page though. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like I ask for a, a, a photo list of like important people and family photos um, and I don't care how many photos I've got to do family photos. I'm like, is your wedding 
if we're going to do 100 family photos, you do 100 family photos, yeah, totally. it's totally up to you. As long as they've allowed um, time for it, I'm happy. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, 100%. And I don't need that long. I don't know about you, but I don't need that long for bridal party stuff. Like, I usually just spend a short amount of time with the bridal party and then I take the couple off at sunset and I don't need that long, you know? And I'd rather make it more about the more about the couple, which I think you are really about. Um, yeah, yeah. But once again, it depends on the couple. Like, say, for, you know, for a wedding I shot on Friday, the uh, bridal party was such a massive part of it. Like, they're a yeah. younger couple. They're mates for, like, their life, in a way. Yeah. So I definitely incorporated them more than some others, whereas some couples are like, you know what? Bridal party, yeah, we're almost not going to have one. Yeah, yeah. You know? So I sort yeah. of just try and read that a little bit and um, work out how much time to allow for each thing. Um, so sometimes I spend a while with a bridal party. It depends on what, yeah. what the couple's sort of vibe is. Yeah. I suppose that comes down to getting to know them and what what they yeah. want. You can sort of say, oh, I do this or that. And then in the end, and I feel like the longer you do this, you realize that that changes from week to week because either yeah. you have, you know, you set yourself a challenge or, you know, you want to work on something, right? Yeah. Or, you know, you're inspired by something else or the couple is completely different. You're like, yeah, I'm not really that photographer today. Yeah. Someone else for that. So It's funny, eh? And your opinions, I used to have like really strong opinions. Like I need, you know, you hear it a lot when people are like, oh, I need my hour and a half for the bridal shoot. You know, like almost like it's about you. And like, I don't know. And same with photos, like family photos. I used to be like, oh, I hate family photos. Uh, you know, it's such a pain in the ass. And now I'm like, I just make it real fun, eh? Like, just fucking lean into it. And like, because I found I've had so much good feedback when, you know, when mum comes up to you after the ceremony, she wants a photo with her friends. I'm like, yep, do it. Get whatever, get all your mates, bring them in. We'll do all the family photos. They like fucking love it. Yeah. And like, it's about them. And if they're loving it, then who fucking cares how many family photos you got to do, you know? 100%. I think one thing that I used to be really opinionated about was... um be group photo i used to tell people don't do it yeah and then so I, like, <laughs> I used to like you know basically tell people oh it'll take forever you sure you want it and i'm like if people tell me oh we're leaning towards no i'm like can i maybe give you a reason why it could be a good idea yeah yeah and um i have like a little spiel i guess that i do these days for the group photo where i'm like hey guys this isn't about me, but please let me introduce myself. My name's James, and this is Bodie, if Bodie's photographing with me. We're taking photos then. I'm like, hey, what are our names? And I get them to say our names. And I'm like, why am I doing this? It's not, once again, it's not because it's about us. It's because I want you guys to feel so comfortable to come up to us at any point when we don't look super busy with something else and say, hey, there's this cute guy, there's this cute girl, there's this, um, you know, five generations of family all together in the one yeah finally please come up to us so james and Bodie, don't ask the other guy he's the videographer that'd be weird if you ask him for a photo but <laughs> but yeah. please feel comfortable and then throughout the day people come up to like hey james and i'm like this is awesome i just feel like i'm way more a part of it and they feel so comfortable coming to chat to me and while i think the group photo in a way is probably not that exciting like it's the group photo probably isn't worth it for the time the chance that i have to kind of Share you my can personality. Use it as an introduction. Yeah. And sort of go, guys, I'm so welcoming of this. If yeah. that's what you want, please don't be shy. Um, and I think as well, because I make a lot of these decisions based off like stress reduction as well. I don't want the stress of people coming back to me and be like, why didn't you take a photo of this? Why didn't you take, 100%. why didn't you get photos of these people? I'm like, 
if I show that I'm so welcoming of any idea, of any yeah. request, like if like you were talking before about if, you know, if mom comes up to you for blah, blah, blah. I've made, it, I've made it a thing that if anyone comes up to me and starts like looking like they're going to ask me something, as soon as I open their mouth, just I, just go, them. I just go, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. let's go. I'm following you. What do you need? Like, yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that, man. Yeah. I, as soon as you started talking about that group photo, I started smiling because I'm like, I don't know if I got that from you or because I thought I just started doing it. I don't know if you talked about it on the, on the workshop, but like every time we do the group photo, I, I don't go as far as you do, but I'm going to pick. This is like a free workshop for me as well. I'm loving it. Um, but I, I always stand up and I introduce myself. I'm like, this is my second shooter. If you guys want a photo with your partner or your family or whatever, just come and ask us. Yeah. But I like how you added that little extra bit on there. That's really nice too. I think that, and that stuff is like referral gold, man. Like that's why you get referrals when you make it about them and like their guests and like you show that you're not real uptight about it and you're just going to have a good day and you're there to document what they want, you know? And just think about it from the guest perspective like mm. i don't know now if i was going to a wedding as a guest with my family i'd love a photo with my family yeah you know like a and proper if, good quality photo how often you get that yeah so this is like if you can honor the people who were there like these people aren't there by accident a couple yeah. of them there's probably a couple of people that they felt like they had to invite but no 99 yeah. percent of the people there like they're there for a reason so yeah. it's like the people who are in the photos are going to love it, but then the couple's also going to be stoked. Yeah. That, um, yeah, that they, they've got then something to give to their friends to say, hey, thanks for coming along. Thanks for your gifts. Thanks for, yeah. you know, celebrating with us. So, you know, it also takes the pressure off me feeling like I need to walk around, you know, table to Making table. Making sure you've got everybody, like, ticking people off. Yeah, yeah. 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 Man, I'm so glad we're doing this this podcast so before we uh, move on, I lately I've been doing this thing where I'm like looking at people that I want to get on the podcast because legit really all I want to do is inspire people and like get people to do shit. I don't, I don't care about anything else, um, you know. And when I'm doing research, I've lately been asking AI about people. <laughs> and uh, AI you came is, up. It's so complimentary though. Like AI is just like, it's not going to say a bad word about anyone, I feel well, like. Well, I'm, I'm going to read what, AI told me. <laughs> the confusing <laughs> thing is that there is another James Day who's a photographer in London. So we'll see what that's. I know this is okay. Are you ready, James Day? <laughs> uh, yes, I am familiar with James Day, who is a well-known wedding photographer based in Australia. He has won numerous awards for his work and is known for his unique style that blends fine art and documentary photography. Day is particularly known for his use of natural light and his ability to capture authentic and emotion, emotional moments between couples on their wedding day. He's also known for his commitment to providing exceptional client experience and for his passion for teaching and mentoring other photographers. That's your AI spiel. Awesome. <laughs> I reckon it got like half of it right. Yeah. And a lot of it is like, um, you know, when they're talking about, uh, you know, like using natural light, but then also... I don't know. Do you D use a Yeah. So uh, you should be proud that AI knows who you are, James. It's scary. Um, I don't think I've really entered many awards over the years either. Like I've never. I've never entered an award. I'm probably too afraid to fail at it, maybe. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I entered 
years and years ago, I entered some stuff into the AIPP, like Australian Institute of Professional Photography yeah. type awards. Um, and I spent way too much time for the return on the investment, I guess. Yeah. I just went, if I'm doing this for my business, I like no one just, gives a fuck. Well, some people do. Photographers care. But if I put that same amount, like let's just say, I think I spent 30, 30 hours on submitting these four photos, right? Yeah. And I was like, if I spent 30 hours doing almost anything else in my business, it would probably have a greater outcome. Yeah, far more beneficial. Yeah. Like if I spent two hours taking a, a wedding planner out to lunch, yeah, it would yeah, man, be that's worth a, good a thousand times more than that. Oh, 100%. So. That's really good insight. Yeah, I found, because um, I know some couples care about you know, you have it on your website, like award-winning photographer or whatever. Um, but mostly it's just for other photographers, I think, like awards. Yeah, I think I think there is a part of, like there is obviously a certain type of clientele who would yeah. really love the fact that they've got an award-winning photographer. Like, I remember there was some, like something early, early on in my career that like, you know, was one of the top, whatever top thousand new photographers in my street or something like i don't even know <laughs> but it was something I, like yeah and then it got mentioned in a bridesmaid speech that you know oh you know this of course the bride got this photographer who was you know, oh, right and um and i was it's not really that big a deal <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but i'm glad that it made you guys happy but yeah but even then like it still wouldn't have booked me the job no no definitely not yeah um talking about that um natural light thing uh i think like i said i don't really follow wedding photographers but you're one of the ph photographers i follow on instagram as of and like three days ago but anyway <laughs> it's true i, I did, did i did you, though. i did see the um i did see the follow and i was like yeah, yeah i've been following you for years mate and it's finally yeah it's an ego thing i have to feel like i'm better you know no, no. I um, I wonder how many people I've offended over the years by like unfollowing just because you have you go on these rampages where like okay I need to stop following wedding photographers yeah and you end up like do. unfollowing friends and people and you're like all right I'd better send them a message and just explain this isn't personal yeah. and then you forget and then you're like crap and then you yeah there's yeah no, I can I think do of the a same few names. I do the same thing. I do like a big cull because I'm like, I don't want to be inspired by these people. I want to do my own shit. Or, hey, if I'm being honest, there is sometimes people who I unfollow because I don't feel good about myself because I'm like, I compare myself to you and I don't feel nice when I do that. Yeah, definitely. I get that for so, sure. Yeah, especially yeah. when you're feeling crap yourself. You're feeling like, oh, I haven't booked a wedding in a month or two or a yeah. year or whatever it is. And you're like, or, or, you know, the weddings you've been shooting haven't been your most ideal. Yeah. And you saw these people photographing on the moon. You're like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I definitely noticed that when I was looking through your Instagram the other day, I'm like, fuck, there's some good shit on here, man. Like, and, uh, Thanks, man. I saw a couple of videos of you like using, uh, I went through, you know, when I was going through your Instagram, I was looking at some of your reels, I think. Oh yeah. So this and is where I you noticed, start talking about lighting. Yes. Of course. Because I notice a lot of them, you have like a pro photo trigger on your camera. Even when you're not like using lights, is that why? So I'm ready. Right. Okay. So, would you say most of your most of your shoots you have you take lights? Uh, most 
every single one of my shoot, I would have a light. So every element of the day, I have yeah. a light within a meter of me. Wow. So just in case you like see something cool that you're like, I could add some light to this and yep. it would be sick. Yep. Yeah. If we can epic it up in a way. Yeah. Um, I want to have it accessible and I don't want it to add time because I think one of the things with work with lighting, it can make things a little bit more tedious, but if you can just make yeah. it smooth where it's like sweet good light ready to go boom and then i i bring an assistant to most mm. jobs or okay. to the weddings not like to you know a couple of shoot that's not a wedding or whatever where yeah. there's no time constraints and you can just play and it doesn't really matter if you only get four good photos anyway yeah yeah um but yeah i take someone along who i can just so quickly say hey can you light this at 45 degrees for me with a gel on the grid thank you it's done right yeah, and then okay. I can control it completely from my camera apart from the angle that they're standing at. And I can get, you know, just gorgeous moments of people walking along or whatever they're doing with movement, um, but in some like crazy cool light, which then might um, give me just a completely different look in three seconds, which yeah. like sometimes I'll get to uh, the end of like the couple shoot and I'll go, do I need to do a night shoot with these guys? Because I've kind of got some like, crazy lit stuff already in the afternoon mm. so then i just don't even bother taking them back out because it's like yeah. i've got it in less time earlier yeah and yeah because you can make a really mundane photo look fucking insane with some lights like yeah. if it's done well and also you can just correct for um just like little shadows under the eyes just having like so which i think clients do notice that's the stuff yeah. they do care about if it's just like this you know They've got crappy light on their face, yeah. obviously. So, and yeah. So, and we, you're using, oh, you carry on. Oh, yeah. So, basically, I just have a little, like, a small light stand with the Profoto A2s. A2s. Are you, are you familiar with the A2? No, see, that's one of the things because I, I kind of will get, would carry on with that. But a quick reason why I stopped yeah. using them was because I was using Godox lights. I still have them and they're fine for most shit, but they're so fucking unreliable when it comes to like firing. And I'm just like, I can't deal with this shit. Yeah. Like if I've got my trigger on my camera and I press the button, it needs to fucking fire. 100%. And I just found like, it was just frustrating. So I'm just like, fuck it, I'm not gonna bother. And like next season, I'm gonna get, I was gonna get some of those aperture like 120 video lights or whatever and use those for photo. Um, but I, yeah, I noticed that you were using a pro photo trigger and I was like, shit, I mean, cause I know they're expensive, yeah. but like they they're obviously, yeah. yeah they're so you never have, so, so you, I'm just writing this down. So you use an A2 and, uh, is that like a on camera light or? Uh, like no, a speed it's a, light? it's a, it's, it's looks like a Coke can, like a okay, soft yeah, drink cool. can. Yeah. Uh, I think Gonox have a similar, like yeah, I use, AD, I use AD200, which is like a small Yeah, so portable. this is smaller again. So this is oh, yeah. the, and it's 100 watts. Yeah. Okay, so. Um, it's a strobe, right? Not a constant light. No, it's, but it does have a very small, like, constant Modeling light. lamp. Yeah. yeah. Which is useful if you're shooting in the dark, just help you get focus and things like that, mm. right? Yeah. Um, We have used it to actually help light the image once or twice. Yeah. But yeah we don't use it so much for that um so yeah it's it's a strobe it is 100 watts it's very similar to their a1 a1x and a10s uh which okay. are their on-camera ones but a little bit more powerful i think the other ones are 67 watts and these are 100 
Right. Um, but very easily mount to a stand without any sort of adapters or whatever. Okay. So we literally just have an A2 on a stand next to us all the time. And then we have this little portable um, softbox that just clicks together in yeah. takes one second. Right? Yeah, wow. And so we've got, we can create soft light. Then we've got these little magnetic gels and a magnetic grid. So I can, I can basically change the color of the light. I can change the spread of the light whether it's to, you know, really, you know, the honeycomb sort of yeah, yeah. grid just to get it right in there, or if it's a softbox to make it bigger and softer and nicer. And with those three things, I've got other accessories, but we don't carry those on us all the time, whereas those are always on us. Yeah, um, yeah. I was yeah. pretty much using the Godox with, um, like I had the V1 and AD200s and using them with like a quarter CTO like most of the time. Yeah. Um, just slightly orange up the light a little bit, but... Yeah. Yeah, they're just the unreliability. Like, they're great, but the unreliability of them yep. is just killer. Um, so the, I might have um, to look at those. Do you find the, the Profoto ones always fire? Yes, except um, sometimes, very occasionally, it slips, like, out of the hot shoe slightly. Like, the trigger just slips right. out and I just have to, like, if it doesn't, if it hasn't fired, it's like, oh, because I've knocked it. So I just yeah. have to give it a little push in and then off it goes again. That's, yeah, and Sony has that funny hot shoe as well. Yeah, the multi-interface. Yeah, yeah, it isn't. It isn't my favorite thing about Sony's, their, yeah. their interface that they've got with that. Um, but the the interface, or I should say that the, the screen basically on both the trigger and the flash for yeah. Profoto, like the new Pro Connect trigger um, is- Pro an, Connect trigger. Pro Connect. It is an absolute dream to work with. Like I will, you know, I'll, I'll know that this flash over here, I'll know exactly what power it is. It'll tell me my screen. Yeah. But previously, Profoto, the thing that frustrated me was that it would all just be in fractions. Right, okay. And I just have to kind of work it out in my head and or it would be like, not in fractions, sorry, that's, that was Godox um, when I had that for a while. So it works in like, you'd have that to levels. go like minus 0 0.1 and you're like, yeah, right. but, but minus 0 0.1 of what? I don't yeah. know what it was set to originally. Yeah. So just like, I kind of just want to go, cool, that's at three and that's at three. Happy days, done. Yeah. Um. Which I can do now with the Profoto Connect. And same with on the back of the camera, like on the back of that uh, flash, you know, you can literally see it moving exactly at the same time as I'm adjusting on the trigger. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, I, I give my clients a really quick little explanation. Oh, usually the groove, if there's a groove, I give them a really quick explanation of how to, how to do stuff with it. Because sometimes the best place to pop a flash is in the groom's hand. Yeah, just holding it like behind yeah, them or yeah, something just like that. Them. And so I'm like, yeah. dude, put this grid and gel in your pocket because it's rather me running back and forth or yeah. having someone hiding behind there or having a light strong enough to Photoshop out later. Yeah. Then um, let me yeah. give you a three second tutorial. Yeah, because I've found um, a lot of reason I don't use flash with some shoots, um, especially like bridal shoots and stuff like that, is because I. A lot of the time I don't want it to take away from like the energy that we've built up and we're like running around and having a good time and like, yeah. you know, then they're getting really romantic. And if I have to like stop and set up something, it just kind of takes them out of that space from, oh, this is a really epic. I'm feeling it here with my new husband or new wife or whatever. And, you know, like it, I just kind of think it detracts from that. So if you can yeah. do it like really fast. Yeah. That's why I always have the trigger on. I, I want to be ready yeah, that it's. Yeah two seconds away yeah I like and i think that. the other thing to keep in mind um because this is something that i to and fro a lot, like you know go back and forth a lot with myself where i'm like 
oh, I'd wait if I too much. Like, should I change this up? You know? Yeah. And, you know, one of the challenges is because you don't want to lose that sort of atmosphere, right? Yeah. Um, but imagine you're in this moment, right? And you get the most bland photo of this yeah. moment that feels incredible. It's just the lighting sucks. It's just, there's no magic. Yeah. You know, the closest thing to magic was just that it was shot with one open lens. But there's still yeah. shadows under your eyes. You can barely see your partner's face, whatever it is, right? Yeah. Versus how mag- magic that mode would feel. I think that sometimes with the lights or whatever we're doing to manipulate um, the light, yeah, um, you can actually add some of that magic back in that they were feeling. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, a good point. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. And you, like, in, you know, you're obviously using Sony with them. Are you on A9 still? or I've got uh, two of the A1s. Oh, fuck. It's a bit of a liability. <laughs> yeah, I love those. Scary. They are the ultimate camera, really, for wedding. Well, for anything, if you want to get, like, I mean, I don't really want to get, never really want to get too much into gear, but, yeah. but um, you know, the A1s are fucking insane. If I could afford it, I'd definitely buy a couple of those. I I found that whenever I haven't gone flagship, I've ended up buying again. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. But if I buy flagship, like Sony Alpha 1, I buy it and I'm like, it's going to take a lot to tempt me. So I don't know if it actually ends up costing me more, like a, a, a lot more in the long run, yet I get to have all of the features. Yeah, well, you're never going to have to upgrade for years. Just, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, are you still? Do you still work with Sony? Is that you still have a relationship with them? Yeah, 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 yeah. like an advocate or ambassador. Eh? Uh, watch this space. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. No. I've um. I, honestly, I've been tempted to like switch to like Fuji and like just purely out of like boredom. Um, but everything else is just so far behind that I'm finding it's like a struggle because I really like you know I use the Fuji X100V as like my personal camera and i just love it i don't i don't use my sony's for family stuff like my family and you know my life because i I find they're just like tools then and they're like really fucking epic tools but they just don't have that kind of like fun factor to them and i've been like really wanting to switch something else but well not switch but like get another kit to use or something yeah but um yeah another a1 i mean all the sony cameras are just insane um mate photography like the cameras that are available to us now like I was yeah. chatting to Bodhi who um, often helps me out at weddings and yeah. he was like man the changes you must have seen in cameras over your career oh. like yeah what's available now is just yeah, yeah it's more than we need let's just yeah, say much. I bought a um, just the other day I bought this D750 yeah cool because um, that's what I started my business on. And I was like, "Fucking, sw- I'm gonna get one of these and like just have some fun with it," you know. Mate, that that combo. I had that combo once. Well, not that same lens. I don't know what lens that is. But that's a the- 24 1.8. Oh, yeah, yeah. I knew. I know you love your 24. <laughs> um, yeah. I think I watched a YouTube video of you talking about your 24. Oh yeah, yeah. I did um, one. It was. It got a lot of views. Yeah. I think um, just because it's different, it's unique. People don't use 24. Well. Yeah, I for, for weddings and stuff. I recently sold my twenty four, and I'm actually like ready to rebuy it. Yeah, I'm I've, regretting it. 
Dude, I still got the same 24. It's so beaten up. Like the same 25 gets. I got it since like two days before it was released because, you know, I was working with Sony and stuff and I just can't. I'm filming with it now. This this is a 24. I just can't. It's oh, it's so magic, man. Yeah. So what are you on now? 35? Yeah, so I've got um, 14, 35, 50, 135. Yeah. I've got a okay. 200 as well, which sometimes makes it in the bag and sometimes doesn't but yeah. then yeah so i've sort of got a bit of a gap between that 14 and 35 which you're gonna have to I'm get okay. 24 again i'm okay most time because i can just crop in on the 14 yeah like i've got the lens button set up just to crop in still yeah. not it's still not the same no no it's different i justified that it would be but no it's different the 24 1.4 has a specific look that you can't get from anything else i think 35 probably the closest but it's still yeah and look so many of you know people who i'd consider like really leading photographers in the wedding world yeah they're shooting 2450 like that's their yeah. combo and it's, it's a winning combo and it's basically like like having two lenses where you just double your focal length yeah that's brilliant you know yeah 24 is just real dynamic just gets you a really interesting view that that the other lenses don't get but you have to be careful when you're using it, you know. Couple people around on the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like center weighted everything. But well, you, um, you you default to. I remember also saying, and remember you saying you default to center weighted. Yeah, I, I don't know why I made that change. It may have been because I started using twenty four, because um, it was a learning curve. But like, I just yeah. really wanted to do it. And because uh, I was always like, oh, you know, when I started, you're like, oh, rule of thirds. And I'm like, fuck that. I just want to do it, put everything in the middle. And like, I don't know. I just really, it's just my style, but whether it's right or wrong, I don't know. I like, but, I like things to look tidy. Like yeah. I've, I've worked out like, so I have ADHD and um, yeah. I get a bit obsessive about some things and whatever. And I think that my desire for things to be organized and tidy ends up meaning that people are often in the middle of my photos. I feel it. I feel your pain. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, cool. That's enough gear talk, I think. <laughs> totally, totally. Um, one but thing. In, in, in saying that, though, I am yeah. happy that we got to talk about the pro photo stuff simply because switching to the A2 recently yeah. when it came out, went, look, I heard about the A2 and I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, why would I want that? Like, it's just. Yeah. But then use, I borrowed it, used it, and it has completely revolutionized the way I use flash at a wedding and yeah. in, in a way where it's just my footprint when I'm shooting flash now is just so minimal. So yeah. I am actually, I'm glad cause kind of want people, more people to know about how easy it can be. As yeah. Well. Honestly, I, I, I know nothing about pro photo other than that they're like a high end brand and they're really expensive. So most people don't buy them, <laughs> but you know, yeah. if you're making it's, you can say stuff, you know, when I go back to you using your A1s and these pro photos and stuff, if you're a full-time wedding photographer and you're making money, like, does it really matter? You know what I mean? Like if you're using something, spending it, like maybe even if it's twice as much money, but you're not going to have to upgrade it and it's making a meaningful impact to your images, I think that's kind of irrelevant, really. Yeah. You know? And I mean, as I've, I've referenced Bodhi a lot in this conversation, but I have a lot of photography related conversations with him because he's with me at most shoots um yeah but, you know we were talking about how like if we were a tradie the amount of stuff that we would need to yeah. invest in if we we're a builder or a carpenter or you know whatever it was that we were a plumber 
you know, you'd need your special truck and you need, you know, endless toolboxes full of things, right? Yeah. We really don't need that much as photographers. It's pretty simple. So if I had three lenses and like two epic bodies, I'm sweet. Pretty much. I'm just saying like 2450 all day, except for the ceremony and speeches, I switched to like 3585. But, um, yeah. Anyway, so enough gear talk, right? And then I brought brought us back off track. You brought back up. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, but I'm actually, uh, I'm motivated to, to try those now, those yeah. pro photo lights. Cause I, know how I, you yeah, I will, man. I'll talk to you more about that afterwards as well. Heffin. Um, and the next thing I wanted to talk about in terms of like practical stuff, cause you know, I do want to like inspire people and stuff like that. But, um, I noticed after talking to Johnny, Jonathan Suckling, yeah. he had a lot of good things to say about you as well. Um, he was telling me that you were using what's it called the one you use Dubsado Dubsado yeah, is yeah. That, and you, you rate that yeah but I'm not it's a shame my wife Kath's not here because she's the one who primarily uses it so yeah um, she rates it and that's what was more important so she trialed a few of them yeah um, and at the time I don't want to bring down any company that's not them because no, they're all great. But basically, we, tri- we trialed another one at the same time as we trialed Dubsado. And um, the other company had an issue, because we were we were kind of happy with both. Um, but the other company had an issue where everyone's inquiries went missing. That's um, what I'm talking about. And I might was, blank out the company name just to not be a prick, but <laughs> yeah. And it was only, I noticed that it was only addressed in comments in a, in someone else's Facebook post in their group. Yeah, and nothing was being done about it. And I was just like, and this was when we were trialing, right? And so yeah. we were we had both going, um, how and that's... That's your business. Like if yeah. inquiries aren't coming to you, you don't even have a chance to book them. <laughs> yeah, you know? but quite literally the only way it, that I could see it was being addressed, there was no emails that going out. Yeah. There was no, you know, quick, this is urgent. This is costing us millions of dollars for our customers. Yeah. It was just like a response to a photographer's post in a group where it was yeah. just like, we're on this, we're, thanks, we're, you know, and yeah. that was it. See what we can do kind of thing. It's like, holy crap. Yeah. And that and, seemed um, to be every single person who was using their software. Yeah. And so you don't have much to do with it. Kat does most of it. Kat. Kat, yeah. Kat, yeah. Um, she... Is the organized one? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'm I'm getting a little bit better now because I was fairly recently diagnosed with ADHD. And why I say that is because I struggle with those kind of tasks to do that sort of admin-y kind of stuff. Yeah. So Kath was like, all right, we need we need a system in place. Um, and she's an occupational therapist. Like, that's where she is now. She's working, doing that. Right. So I always say that I'm sort of the problem maker and she's the problem solver. And so her... Yeah. Her, um, yeah, her solution was to use Dubsado and we're happy. But dude, I think they will probably do a very, very similar thing. I think one thing that, um. Just reliability, right? Yeah. And I think the other thing we noticed and look, we'll say, you know, like, you know, I was saying earlier on in the chat that like, it's weird when people say stuff about you. Like if they, if let's just say the company, someone who worked with that company was listening, they might be like, no, that's not us anymore. Right. And yeah. I, like. They might be completely different, but I remember at the time that the other company that we were trialing 
had like one person who was in charge of kind of everything. Yeah. And Dub Sato had, you know, umpteen endless people who are in charge yeah. of heaps of things. And so I went, well, which one makes more sense? Yeah. You know, but that could have completely changed. Could have been reversed. Who knows? But at the time when we made the decision, that's how it was. No, it came up in our group today. This is why I kind of wanted to think, talk about it as well because people are still having issues with this other one. And um, yeah, I just, because I, I don't even use the contact forms. I don't use the questionnaires. I don't use any of it, which kind of makes it irrelevant because it just doesn't work. So I'm looking you just for need one, a system, so. like whether it's whether it's yeah. that or just doing the way Johnny does. Like obviously it works for Johnny and he doesn't have to pay anything for it. And that's, I really yeah. admire people who don't just buy stuff because it's everyone else does, you know? Yeah. Where it's like, why? Like sure, it's only, you know, whatever it is a month, 30, 40, 50, whatever. I don't know what the different options are, but yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, why? If you, if you can find a free solution. Yeah. And it works well. I use it. Yeah, yeah. I'm a bit of a nerd with like note taking and stuff like that. I, I kind of love it, but I'm I'm similar to you where I can't concentrate enough to like finish it. So I, you know, I never find a good process. So I kind of need some help with it. But um, you could ask um Chat GPT to help you. Yeah, <laughs> I actually I actually did the other day. I jumped on Chat GPT and I was like, just out of interest, could I, yeah. I just wrote, can you help me put together a good workflow for my photos? Yeah. Just just to see what it would say, just because I think one thing that I'm missing at the moment, like, you know, we've, we're pretty organized when it comes to the client stuff. Yeah. But um, I don't have anywhere written down exactly what my processes are after a winning for the things that I do that aren't client facing, right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I need to get that stuff written down just so mm. if anyone else ever has to do it f- for me or, you know, just, just to make sure that there's never any mess ups, right? Yeah. Do you have that kind yeah. of stuff written down? No, but... Do you think we need to, or am I, I just do, overthinking man. No, it? no, I, I do. I've literally been planning a YouTube video about this as well. It's yeah, crazy, right. all the stuff we're talking about. Because <laughs> I'm the same, like, I, I don't... We're going to get onto this subject in a, in a really hot second, but, yeah, I don't plan... Like, I don't... Ha- I just do it. You know what I mean? Like, I shoot the wedding, and I'm, I'm like you, I'm really organized... I'm, well, I'm pretty organized, but only because I'm in touch with my couples a lot. You know, like, we have, like like quite often my couples like, will have like a group chat with me and and the two people and um and i i just kind of work with them like that like one-on-one and i know a lot of people don't have time to do that but that's what i do anyway so i know exactly what's going to happen leading up to the day but like afterwards i'm just like i input my photos the same way i edit them the same and you know i get it done but it's not really organized very well and um yes. i think my life would be better if I did. Well, that's just then less decisions to make, right? Like you just, you just like, cool, I'm at step three. Yeah, man. And there's a reason why these processes exist and why like really well doing companies use stuff like this. Yeah. Hey, I've been listening to an audio book called, let me just find out what it's called. Um, It's by Donald Miller. Donald Miller. Yeah. And it's just called How to Grow Your Small Business. How Um, to Grow. Yep. And it's uh, it's it's a six-step plan to help your business take off. And um, while I have an established business, I'm listening to that going, oh, man, like there is thousands of things that I could do. Yeah. But, but basically this whole, like, <clears throat> whole idea of professionalizing what we do. Yeah. Rather than just sort of being like, oh, I'm just to do with the camera and whatever. It's like if you could actually professionalize what all these different aspects – you could potentially grow this like a thousand times over. 
Yeah. Big. Um, but it's almost like we just don't think enough of ourselves sometimes to do I those think things. It start, like for a lot of people, it starts as a hobby. Yeah. And it just kind of grows into a business. And so, and the business side of it gets left behind because you were like a hobbyist that loves taking photos and now you're getting paid for it, but you've forgotten all the other shit. And like, yeah, I, I don't, for me, it's about life balance and, you know, the, the less time I have to do, the less time I have to spend on shit because I'm just winging it. You know, when I, if I have a process like what we're talking about, it's going to take a lot of that time out and I could be like riding my fucking motorbike or hanging out with my kids or, you know, like doing something that I'm, it's just going to take up a lot less time because I have processes. And, and headspace because you're not yeah. going, hang on. Like what, one of the challenges I have is that I'm like, like right now, I need to do some sort of maths to go, hang on, when's a client's wedding due? Yeah. I've got it ready. But when's it? When have I got to actually deliver it? Because yeah. I don't want to deliver it too soon. But it's up here. Yeah. It's not in my calendar. It's not somewhere to remind me that hey, it's due today. Yeah. We're due tomorrow. You know, whatever it is that. And it's like if I can get all of those kind of things out of my head and just the processes just, you know, help me make it happen, then yeah. it frees up space to concentrate on things that will actually have, have some value. Use, have you heard of an, an app called Notion? I haven't. Tell me about it. Oh, it's so good, man. I've just found it. Like, because I, I, all my YouTube videos, I've done like 300 videos on YouTube. And I would say three of them have been planned. <laughs> you know, like I just get an idea. And then, so I'll, I'll wake up in the morning, I'll have my coffee, I'll get an idea. And then by that night, it's on YouTube. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I think, I feel like my videos could be way better if I actually like plan them and like plan B roll out and like put more thought into it. Whereas because I'm kind of like you, I'm not diagnosed with ADHD, but I've actually been talking to doctors last year about it. And because um, I, I have problems concentrating, like I, I struggle to read books. I, I just can't like sit and yeah. be like, yeah. So I'm like practicing that. And I've been using this um, app Notion to like plan out all my videos and stuff. And I'm, I'm, pl- I'm going to try and use that to plan out my post-production timeline and stuff i'll send it to you you'll probably love it please um i'll put all this stuff in the description as well but yeah hey look uh, i'm realizing whenever i put out there about adhd yeah especially in the photography world or small business world i'm pretty sure that most of us have it it's a really common mental illness like you know whatever but i think people are afraid of talking about it and and it's just dangerous like you just need to talk about it and like fucking just be normal i'm proud of it i'm proud of it man half the reason i've done all this shit i've done is because i i think i have it and i just can't sit still you know what i mean but it's like harnessing it and learning how to deal with it yeah i think is the big thing yep i think that um it's like I, I've I've had other people talk about this, and I completely agree that it's it's basically it's a superpower. 100%. That some sometimes it can it can also work against you. Yeah. But I think that if you know how to harness sort of, yeah, I guess your harnessed brain when you're for me when I'm on when I'm on the medication for it. Yeah. That that helps me get certain kind of tasks done, and then the way my brain works when I'm not on it. For example, my ideas brain when I'm not medicated yeah is way more interesting and i come up with better ideas and it's a it's actually a great headspace for me to be in if i'm like editing photos for fun for example or come or trying to come up with concepts and ideas for something right whereas uh like 
today, for example, because there's just work that needs to be done and I need to focus on it. Like I have, yeah. I have three weddings to sort through and edit and, and also chatting to you and a bunch yeah. of emails to do. I'm medicated because that's what I need to be able to do this side of things. So, so like I yeah. can access both. Um, so, no, but, uh, but apparently a lot of, a lot of small business owners and, and yeah, we'll just believe it at small business owners, uh, will likely have those kind of traits, potentially ADHD or yeah. somewhere in that spectrum, right? Because we don't want to work for someone else. We don't, yeah. we don't want that structure, someone else's structure telling us what to do. Yeah, no, and there's just so much going on and so many ideas and like things that motivate you when you have a, uh, something like that going on. Yep. Yeah, I get I get into the space where like I have just so much shit in my brain <laughs> that I can't concentrate on anything. But if yeah. I can like find a process to like lay it out or like you said medication or whatever, yeah, to like chill it, then I can kind of arrange things and just do them, and it's sweet. Hey, and I wonder like you mentioned earlier about not following running stories under the time or whatever. Yeah, I think that one thing I found with ADHD is that I do compare myself to others a lot by default yeah. and I do get stuck in my brain and my brain can be really brutal when it's thinking about me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm the worst person in the world. Everyone hates me. I suck. Yeah. Um, and seeing other people and their successes just makes me feel worse. Yeah. And I found that if the ADHD is managed, I'm stoked if other people are doing great. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, or like whatever it is, I don't, I don't get stuck in my brain comparing in the same way. Yeah. I'm just like, sweet. So we're both good. Awesome. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, I feel you there. Yeah. I, I think it's a skill to practice as well, honestly. Like I've, I've had to like practice cause I'm, I'm the same, I'm probably the same as you. I'm my worst enemy. Like everything I do is shit, you know, like I, I definitely have an ego and I, and I know I'm a good photographer, but like, at the same time, I'm ruthless with myself. Yeah. You know? You know, um, I've, I've come to this weird place I've never been at before where I don't care if I'm a good photographer. I don't yeah. care what other people think. Yeah. like That's what I mean. That's a practice thing, it, I think. If I'm being honest, for me, it's what the medication's done. Yeah, like, right. I know this, it sounds really weird. I feel like I'm like some drug pushing dude. It's just like, no, but that's the no, idea like behind controlling a, it. There was a solution to this problem I had for so long where it was just like, I needed to prove myself and yeah. I needed to have really set ideas on how things should work. So then people would follow me and blah, blah, blah. And it's just yeah. like, do you know what? In actuality, that's not what life is like. It's yeah. just not, it's just not black and white, Yeah, you know? And, and, and previously just, I felt like everything had to be black and white. Whereas now I'm just like, oh, there's just flexibility yeah. within this. And I don't need to like, think on everything all the time. Yeah. 100% agree, man. So, it's good talking about this kind of stuff. I think a lot of people avoid it. But um, it's, good to, it's good to get it out there, you know. Well, I've, I've enjoyed like some of the people who, some of the photographers I know who have talked about their ADHD struggles. I think... Um, I think it was Jai Long who had a conversation with a few different people on right. his podcast. Okay. Um, who people who had ADHD, and I was just like, man, like this is great when people can just open up and not try and be this perfect Instagram self, you know? It's yeah, just like, yeah. Cool. I'm a flawed human, and this there's obviously, you know, places to to have you know to share that more perfect view of your yeah. world, but then there's also places where it's just like, well, let's just be real. Like this isn't. Yeah, you know, that's only a small 
part of my life that looks perfect for a split second. Yeah. You right. know? Anyway. Yeah, man. No, I agree. But with your, you know, you were talking about um, your workflow and stuff. I asked a few people in our groups and like on socials and stuff about what they would want to know. Yes. <laughs> and um, one of our friends, Tashina, I think you met her at Down yeah, to Photo yeah. as well. Yeah, she sure. was. She said that um, you you mentioned at Down to Photo that you were using using Freedom. Yeah. Is yeah, that was. Freedom Edits? Yeah, I was using yeah. Freedom. Are you still doing that? I recently um, realized that the outsourcing of my photos wasn't my greatest challenge in my business, so I decided to bring that back on board. Yeah, nice. But when I say recently, I mean I made that decision about a month ago. Yeah, okay. So that's a new thing. Um, yeah. I think outsourcing, the whole idea of outsourcing is brilliant because it gives you a structure if you don't have one. Yeah. Okay. I've never tried it. Whether it's whether it's, you know, that you're outsourcing your photo editing or your blogging or your social media making reels, whatever, you know, your accounting, your whatever it is, right? Yeah. Um, it just gives you structure. So that, cause, yeah. cause the person you're outsourcing to is going to give you a structure. Um, so that's yeah. probably what I enjoyed most, but then I realized, um, that there was other opportunity, other ways. And I, like, I, I'm skirting around it a bit, but basically AI for editing these days just can't be ignored. You're using AI now? Hundred yeah. percent, I am. Like which one? Put, I'm currently mostly using Aftershoot. Okay, so that, that's just for culling, eh? No, it's both. It's oh, it? okay. and edit. So, yeah. I think it's not perfect. It needs a lot of babying still. Like you can't just rely on it to give you a great result. Yeah. However, I reckon it's probably fifty percent quicker. And and where my basically where what my thinking was was is this good? Is this ready now? what's really close yeah but am i going to wait till it's perfect to jump on it yeah i want to get i want to get fluent in that now um because it's a learning curve like anything else just because ai doesn't mean you don't need to learn how to use it right and once again you still need your systems in place and i i um i jumped in too quick so i started having a quick play late last year right with ai and i just ended up with so many errors that i need to go back and fix and i I didn't have systems in place because I was so used to freedom just nailing it every time. Yeah. But then when I started using AI, it just sort of, yeah, there's errors that I didn't account for. And so then yeah, I, okay. I, you know, I had a, I think I had two clients who came back to me and I'm like, hey, why is there these blinking photos still here? And I'm like, ah, dad, you know, just the processes just y yeah. fell to bits because I'd changed stuff around. Yeah, I've tried AI just very quickly, but um, I find I'm really fast at editing photos because I'm using like Loop Deck and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm definitely going to give it another go and just kind of see how I like it, I guess. Um, yeah. Um, another question we had was, uh, I've got two. Jonathan, who is uh, not Johnny, <laughs> different one. Okay. Um was asking about exposure and white balance in camera. I mean, these were questions to me, but I'm kind of putting them to both of us. And um, sure. exposure, like just trying to get it right in camera, I guess. But I mean, exposure, I'm always trying to get right. It's just part of the job, but uh, I feel like that's a little bit obvious unless I'm getting something wrong with the question. But white balance, do you use auto white balance or do you use setting it in camera? Auto. I don't want to have to think about that when I'm shooting. 
Yeah. Um, but I think the exposure thing is interesting. Once again, Bodhi and I were having a conversation about this the other day, and it's just like, what is correct exposure? Yeah. Right? Because you, you sort of sometimes need to, you need to know what your finished product will look like. Do you know what I mean? Because there's oh, not definitely. just one one perfect exposure. There's yeah. There might be an ideal exposure for your, for your vision for your finished product. But if you don't know what that vision is, you might not know what your ideal exposure is. Yeah. Right? So, obviously, the majority of the time, there is, it's pretty straightforward. But once you're, you know, when you're looking at pushing your edits a bit further or you're working with lights or whatever, then that's when things get a bit murky. Yeah. As to exactly, you know, what you wanted, what I, I guess a correct exposure would be. Um, you know, and, and just the thing I think about when I'm exposing is what is my critical highlight? That's what I was going to say. The really, the only thing I'm worried about with, with exposing. Like when I'm exposing an image, it's just highlights. If, as long as my highlights aren't peaked, I, I don't care otherwise. See, I'm okay with highlights peaking. So I yeah. guess that's why I, I've i mentioned critical highlights because there might be highlights in the image that are just not important. Right. Do you know what I mean? There might be like a shiny window in the background or something. And it's just I like, cool, yeah, I'm yeah. good with that. But the yeah. actual highlights, so the highlights might be officially peaking in the, you know, when you look at the histogram. Yeah. But... But like highlights on faces and stuff like exactly, that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so that's, that's what I mean. And sometimes, um, and I don't know the the skill level or the whatever of this guy who's asked this question. I don't know and who it is. Yeah. But um, a really helpful thing that someone once said to me was just make it look like it does in front of you. Like literally, just be like, uh, look yeah. at the camera, look at the thing, and then like, yeah, it looks the same. Cool. Yeah. Good enough. You know. Yeah. And I think getting to know your camera like learning how your camera behaves and like how much you can pull back and how much you can't. And that just comes with like trial and like just testing shit out. But like, you know, when you learn how your camera is going to behave in certain situations so you know where you need to be, because a lot of times you think it's overexposed, but it's not, you know, and same yeah. with the other way. Yeah, yeah, you need um, so much latitude you've got yeah. with your file. Yeah, and, and also I'm the same with white balance. I just use auto because I don't care because it's irrelevant. Anyway. Unless it's like really distracting in the viewfinder, you know, like sometimes with the Sony cameras, I don't know about you, but mine, it goes really cool. And like, sometimes I'll just set it to like cloudy or some shit, just so it looks pretty in the, in the viewfinder. So you feel good. Little ego yeah, boost. Just so I feel good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But Looks otherwise attitude. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was the other thing I was going to say is with exposure. exposure. Oh, with your cameras, because you mentioned knowing your gear. The other yeah. thing that's worth sometimes mentioning is um, some cameras have like dual, what's it called? Dual gain ISO or something. Where like at, oh, yeah, yeah. at certain points. So it like cl goes clean again. Goes clean again. So yeah. um, there's one, like even the A1 has one that they don't publicize, right? As far what as I'm it? aware. Yeah. I knew you were going to ask me that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Research, um, James. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, I was like, oh, crap, what is it again? What is it? But there's yeah. a point where it like gets clean again. Yeah. But I find I'm not typically not pushing my ISO heaps because if I'm pushing my ISO too far, I probably should have just added lights. And I'm going to add a flash in. Yeah, you so, use, um, I'm going way off topic now, but going back, it's not really because exposure, but I noticed a couple of shots. You you must be using like that uh, mist in a can stuff. Uh, no, I've got a, a smoke machine called a smoke genie. Smoke, fuck, I'm like writing down so many notes. Smoke genie. Because I, I started using that, um, I, I was, 
basically a full-time photographer anyway, but I was still doing like a day a week in the camera shop. And yep. that um, atmosphere in a can stuff yep. came out and I was like, this is sick. And I was using that. But um, it's not that great, I find. Like it just kind of, I don't know, disappears really yeah. fast. What I, sorry for the crinkling sounds, but I'll just open something here. Yeah. I don't actually have the smoke can handy. But what yeah. I do have comes with this like, basically I buy this little thing of cloud formula. Right. This will last me a year. Right. Really? So rather than needing to buy new cans in all the time and paying the shipping and, you know, all of that and always having to have it in stock almost. Yeah. That I just have this one device and then this, um, it's like a vegetable glycerin and something else. It's kind of like a vape that you don't have to breathe in. Yeah. It's vegetable glycerin and propylene glycol. And that's right. like, that'll last a year. Yeah. Um. So I just need, Dan, that's my spare bottle because I've had the other one for, you know, at least six months. It's still half full. Yeah, so, right. And that's okay. all I have to have on me. So, yeah. yeah that, and also traveling with the aerosols and stuff can be a challenge. Yeah. And they're big cans. They're a pain in the ass. And I find that because I looked at a couple of shots. I was going to chuck them up on the screen. You had one that was like obviously in the back of a car or something. Yeah. That was sick, bro. <laughs> you definitely have a really cinematic eye. Like, I don't know if that that's how I would put it. I don't know how anybody else would describe it, but it's like a really cinematic eye and you love color, which I really appreciate, I think. Do you think that's accurate? Yeah, I think there's a few things at play. I think um, I've, obviously I've worked out the kind of stuff that I think the people who I want to hire me would yeah. want. I think we're drawn to really warm tones. So I obviously yeah. work with, with like I, I've almost always got a CTO on my light because I'm, I'm wanting to sort of warm things up a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, and give that, yeah, give that sort of look. Um, it doesn't always work like that. Sometimes you need to cool things down so you can purposely warm things up in post. But yeah, anyway, yeah. but um, but yeah, there's, and I feel like having that bit of magic and epicness that is missing a lot of the time for photography these days, I'm not, it's not a go of photographers, it's a go um, the fact that once upon a time, photography had this magic. Do you know what I mean? That it was, yeah. People didn't have easy access to it. Yeah, absolutely. And so now it's like people, if I just take a photo on my camera and a guest takes, and no lights, no nothing, no smoke, no fanciness, um, and a guest comes on with their brand new iPhone and takes a photo, guess whose photo is going to look better? Yeah. The iPhone. Every time. Why? Because it's doing all of this like inbuilt processing yeah, and yeah. stuff straight yeah. out, right? So yeah. then it's like, okay, well then how do I compete? Yeah. They're not setting up lights. They're not doing all these fancy cool things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, you've got to add something to it. So whereas, yeah, once upon a time, you know, people go into a dark room, this phone would magically appear. Yeah. And yeah, so I, I mean, yes, I think I like that sort of cinematic sort of look, but I think it's just come about from... Just going, well, what's the point in just creating something that looks just kind of like your friend would take on their iPhone? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, nice, man. Fuck, I had a really good question, but I've just lost it. <laughs> oh, man, I'm so glad we did this, though. This has been pretty epic. Can I say I'm really glad that you didn't ask me to drink a beer? <laughs> I hate beer so much. Oh, I was like, if you ask me to do that, I'm going like, to vomit. You, d you don't drink at all? I do drink occasionally, but it's not. Yeah. Beer is just never really. I think there was about two weeks when I first turned 18 where I convinced myself that yeah. I uh, that I could drink beer all the time. 
Yeah. Yeah, beer does make me feel a bit sick sometimes. I drink whiskey, but I'm not a big drinker either. What's that sound? Is that coming from you? No. Hang on. Sounds like a Mr. Whippy or something. I think literally (laughs) there's an ice cream truck, so I'll I'll be back. No, I was kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's literally an ice cream truck driving past the house. Yeah. A couple of other quick questions, because I forgot what I wanted to know. Um, Scene wanted to, I think, maybe Sean... Um, probably Sean. Probably Sean. Um, are there any other genres of photography? This again is t- directed at me, but um, you know, I'm then you just putting it. it to us. Uh, he was just saying, any other genres of photography that you're interested in exploring more? Uh, my answer would be not with phot- well, I guess with photography, but I'm really interested in exploring like documentary films. Um. But what about you? Are you interested in any other genres or just like that, weddings? Yeah. It's not even because I, I, I don't, I don't know. How do I, I like, I, I look at, there's so many brilliant photographers who, you know, like look at like Ollie Sansom or, yeah. you know, like people who just sort of shoot anything and make it theirs. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You can always sell it's their work because it's just amazing. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I've not built like that. Like I don't. I don't desire to go out and photograph other stuff very often. That there is there is definitely occasions where I feel inspired, but it's usually based on someone's story. Yeah, like, that's like, what that's why I like documentary. The idea yeah, of documentaries, but, but it's that would yeah that would be more about just because I'd be interested in spending time with the person rather than the photography such. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense coming from you. Definitely, you're a real storyteller. Um. Yeah, I think that's why I'm interested in short film. Like, I don't know if you call them documentaries, but like, I've I've always wanted to do like 10, 15 minute long, 20 minute long films on like really interesting people in their spaces, like artists and like musicians and stuff like that. I don't know, because I just find, I find like people interesting and it, I just yeah. feel like it'd be cool to document that in like an artistic way, I guess. But yeah. I tried, because I used to do a lot of landscape photography and stuff before I was like full time wedding photographer and I've tried it again and I'm just shit at it <laughs> so I'm just like I don't know and also I'm just not really interested unless there's like people in it nowadays I don't know why but people just add the the thing for me or add that variability yeah so you're just not quite sure what will happen yeah yeah um and the final question before we wrap everything up was um Justin Aitken wants to know uh what was go. the thing what was the thing that meatloaf wouldn't do for love? And we both decided that if anyone knows the answer to this, you should probably know the answer to this. <laughs> but you probably don't. <laughs> I was like, typical fucking Justin. Yeah, just it? something random that has yeah. nothing to do with anything that we're discussing. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Amazing. This is yeah. why he has the kind of work he does, which is just super interesting because that's how his brain works. Yeah, man. Yeah, did you? You should listen to the one that we made. It was a pretty good podcast. Me and him did one together. But uh, yeah, man. Anyway, shit. It's been like an hour and a half, and it's been very easy. I'm, uh, I'm really glad we did this, man. We're both good at talking crap. Yeah, yeah. Now that's cool, man. I really appreciate you coming on, eh? And um, I think people are really going to like this one. So yeah, I just want to say a big thanks to you. You've always inspired me, and it's just good having you here. And that's why you follow my Instagram, Nesbitt. <laughs> <laughs> 
Was it even, maybe even less? I think it was like two days ago. Two days ago. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I searched you up and I was like, fuck, why am I following? And I thought you were following me. I was like, I must have like gone through one of those culling things, I think. I mean, like, fuck this guy, he's yeah, too man. good. I just want to thank you for all the support you gave me over the last few years. <laughs> <laughs> all the I just wanted to. Get, I just wanted to give back today yeah, by yeah, jumping yeah. on this chat with yeah. you. No, you know, it. it's finally a chance to, you know, I was just overwhelmed with the love. Yeah. For such yeah, I do try my hardest, you know. <laughs> Uh, awesome, bro. Thanks, All right. mate. I'm going to cut this. Thanks and yeah, we'll uh, talk again soon, eh? Sounds awesome. So, thanks, James, again for coming on. And thanks, all you guys, for listening in. If you've gotten all the way to the end of this podcast, make sure you subscribe if you're on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or whatever you guys are on. Um, I already have like three or four podcast sessions ready to be released. And I decided I'm going to release them every Tuesday night, New Zealand time, so you guys have something to look forward to and you know when they're going to come out. So thanks again for listening and we'll see you guys in the next episode.